Hello friends, today we are going to be reading Luke chapter 16. As always, let us go ahead and get into our prayer before we get into our word so that we can ask for guidance in understanding this word. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you Lord for the day that you've given us, for the blessings that you continuously pour down into our lives, for the people that you've surrounded us with Lord and for the people that you've removed from our lives for the better. We thank you, Lord, for each and every opportunity that we've been given and every obstacle that you've helped us overcome. We pray for the knowledge and wisdom and understanding to really grasp the word that we're about to receive, put it into work into our own lives, and to be able to share this with whoever needs to hear it. Lord, help us to bear the fruits of your spirit in everything that we do. Holy Spirit, be breathed into us today as we walk throughout our day. Guide us in each and every step. Allow us to be beacons of light for your love, kindness, grace, and mercy, Lord, that we may shine so brightly for you that we are able to lead some of your children back to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so I know that I am probably not talking too loud today. My throat is a little bit sore. We had a safety party at our work. I pay day labor workers who go out to construction sites and clean up and then come back at the end of the day and get paid on a pay card or a check. And today we celebrated them not having any accidents for the quarter. So yeah, my throat is very sore. It was a lot of fun though, and I am so glad that I was able to be part of it. With that being said, excuse my voice, and let's get into this chapter. This first section is called The Parable of the Shrewd Manager. Jesus told his disciples, There was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and asked him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management because you cannot be manager any longer. The manager said to himself, What shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do, so that, when I lose my job here, people will welcome me into their houses. So he called in each one of his master's debtors. He asked the first, How much do you owe my master? Nine hundred gallons of olive oil, he replied. The manager told him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it four hundred and fifty. Then he asked the second, How much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat, he replied. He told him, Take your bill and make it eight hundred. The master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you've not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? 
No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees, who loved money, heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, You are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. This next section is called Additional Teachings. The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. Since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached and everyone is forcing their way into it. It is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke of a pen to drop out of the law. Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery, and the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. This next section is called The Rich Man and Lazarus. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called up to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you... A great chasm has been set in place, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convicted even if someone rises from the dead. So that was the end of chapter 16. That's a pretty short chapter. Luckily, my voice, I don't think, could take a long chapter. So the real message that I got from this one was the parable of the shrewd manager um, basically telling us to share our worldly wealth with the people around us that way we will have plenty of doors open to us in the eternal life money is something that a lot of people hold on to and they try to collect as much as possible but the thing about that is that we cannot take that with us and we shouldn't be trying to collect and collect and collect because we will die eventually and then what do we have all this money for? God doesn't make us wealthy for reasons like that. I believe that we are meant to share the wealth whenever we have the ability to. 
My sister had told me something before about one of the homeless people in the city that she lives in has a sign out and it says that he is a disabled vet and he sits in his car and just has a sign out and people will go and give him money. But then a lot of people of the town will say, oh, well, I saw this guy buying lottery tickets and beer and this and that. And my sister said that somebody had commented on a Facebook post of people bashing this guy. And they said, if God put it in your heart to give to this man, give to that man and don't question it. What he does with his money after you've given it to him is no concern of yours. Give him the money and turn, live your life. And the things that God gives us in this life, the things that God blesses us with, if he can trust us to share these things with his children, he will trust us with so much more once we get to heaven. And that is the takeaway from that parable of the shrewd manager for me. I hope you guys enjoyed this message and till next time.